Hey humans, how's it going? Susan Ruth here. Thanks for listening to another episode of Hey Human Podcast. This is episode 103, and I went to Chicago and had a conversation with Benjamin slash Griffin. Griffin is a character that Benjamin plays. This episode is a not safe for work episode. Don't crank it around your boss unless uh, your boss is a very open individual. Um, this has adult content for sure, adult themes. Benjamin is an adult film star. So uh, Benjamin was very open and honest in the conversation and it was really fascinating to hear about uh, his world. He's also a baker and made me the most delicious macaroons I have ever had. Uh, which is crazy because I don't even like macaroons, but I was like, yeah, I'll try it. And they were incredible. I don't know what a secret is, but they are delicious. Um, Usual stuff, you know how to find Hey Human on social media. Just search Hey Human Podcast. Please subscribe uh, to Hey Human on iTunes or whichever podcast app you use. And if you got a second, rate and review. Always rate and review, rate and review. I'm a broken record. But it, it's great. Um, it's great to get that feedback. Um, what else? Susan at HeyHumanPodcast.com is a great way to reach me. And uh, if you shop on Amazon, please do so through the portal on HeyHumanPodcast.com because it helps support Hey Human when you shop through the portal. And also every episode I put up links on the links page on HeyHumanPodcast.com and I try to you know, you put up links that are are reflective of of the conversations that I have with my guests. So at this point, the links page is really, really a great reference tool. There's so much information on there at this point. So check that out. Um, I'm talking to you right now from a closet in Sedona, Arizona. I've been on a road trip and it's been fantastic. Um, Heading home, but uh, wow, what a what a joy. For those of you who have not been to Sedona, Arizona, I highly recommend it. I went on a crazy hike yesterday, and uh, God, it was beautiful. So, feeling all the magic here, and hope wherever you are, uh, life is good, and keep on trucking. Thank you for listening. I really appreciate it, and uh, here we go. Hi, Ben. Hey, how are you, Susan? I'm well. Thanks for being on Hey Human. Thank you. Welcome. I'm in Chicago, one of my most favorite cities in the whole world, and we're here at our mutual friend's house, Kalev. Hi, Kalev. Hey, Kalev. Love Kalev. <laughs> um, <laughs> and he introduced me to you um, after I had, he asked me when I started Hey Human, he said, well, whom do you want to speak with? What, you know, what kind of people? And, and I said, everybody. He said, well, I have an interesting friend. <laughs> and I said, great, tell me about him. Mm-hmm. He said, well, he does gay porn. And I was like, perfect. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of people have their assumptions of what kind of person does gay porn and yeah. what it means. Um, your character, we're just going to use his first name, is Griffin. Yep. And uh, so that's what we're going to talk about. Cool. So nice. I appreciate that you're here. Oh, no, thank you for having me. No, it's nice to actually, it's nice to actually be asked about me playing Griffin as opposed to, you know, people asking Griffin questions because there's there's kind of a difference there. How so? Um, Griffin, like, I, I have to have, like, a type of persona. Um, like, I don't know how 
close to G-rated I should be. You don't need G-rated okay, at all. Okay, great. Trust me, everything, like, everything has been said so far on this oh, podcast. Oh, well, fantastic. <laughs> uh, like, with the Griffin persona that I project, like, for example, like, like if it's Friday and I'm tweeting something on my account, I'll be like, oh, yeah, I can't wait to go see how many dicks I can drain this weekend. Uh-huh. And, like, meanwhile, like, I'm just watching Veep, you know, in my apartment Ben's or whatever Veep, Ben is. But Griffin, Griffin is supposedly, like, hunting feet. out, yeah. yeah, hunting dick or whatever. And it's like, I also found that um, even though I'm getting like a lot more followers now, like I think I have like 90,000 followers on Tumblr, wow. 160 on tw- 60,000 on Twitter, not a lot on Instagram because I kind of like foolishly didn't market myself on that as I should have. But um, like I've like the stuff that I as Ben, you know, am into, no one really cares about like books and food and stuff. Like people don't really care about that. Even the people who romanticize Griffin, like... It's just really kind of like shallow, always sexual fantasies about Griffin, like, and and that's what I mean. You know, it's it's kind but of that's, different. I suppose that's kind of the point when you watch porn is it's to take you into a different headspace, right? Exactly. Although there's a bit of irony there because um, what's really popular now with all the platforms for people to like do amateur exposure is uh, verisimilitude. That's really. Like, for people to really feel like you're authentic, Mm -hmm. um, that you're not gay for pay, that you're actually enjoying it, that this is your real personality, that actually actually sells, like, quite a lot. Well, everybody loves the truth. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, exactly. But sometimes the truth, I think, makes people quite uncomfortable, and so it is a funny little line that that you had to teeter on, I'm I'm sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, When did you decide... Well, first, actually, I want to ask something about Twitter. I didn't know you could put... On yeah, that's why I actually have so many followers there is because it is the only major social media platform that allows um, explicit content. Interesting. Um, now, no if idea. you post stuff like um, like self harm or violence or state certain like hate stuff, like people can flag it and then it can be deleted. But yeah, there's um, I mean, there's guys who have like a couple guys who have like uh, two hundred fifty thousand followers. Um, and they're like Francois Sagat is really famous for being kind of our, more artistic and a little avant-garde. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a really major sex icon. He has like a, like a shit ton of followers. Yeah. 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 So you totally, I can put really in fisting is on there. There's a lot of fisters who uh, expose themselves that way too. Right. And for those that don't know what that is, that's <laughs> when somebody puts their fist inside of you. Yeah. Like office. literally. Like, yeah. And that's, yeah. In, I think that's. In heterosexual sex and gay sex, it's it's across the board. Yeah, actually, hetero was the first time I ever accidentally saw that. I thought it was fake. Same here. Yeah, I it was. was uh, what's your story? Uh, well, I've never done it. I um I did though have a shoot, uh, a more like vanilla shoot, and my roommate that I stayed with at the hotel was like a fisting performer, and so I was just asking him about that. Yeah. It was interesting because my first time really talking with someone one on one about it, and he was saying like you could feel the fist like inside your stomach and that's like the weirdest thing to get used to it doesn't seem good for your colon they will say the people who, who are practitioners they'll say that it's fine but i i, I long-term I would, damage I, I feel like would be especially if you're doing it frequently I, I i would definitely talk to my my doctor but i still would probably never do it yeah i don't think i would be into it but when i discovered what that was i remember i was in seventh grade and my best friend tracy whose last oh name i won't use she she had found Polaroids of her mom <gasps> and her mom's boyfriend, and oh under the bed she had found them, and you know Polaroids to, to kind of dates me a little bit, but and and she's like, you guys, you guys see what I found? And she showed them, she showed us those photographs, and 
we were like, what is, oh my God. What is that? She <laughs> was she was fisting him? No, he was Ooh, fisting her. This guy's hands are bigger. He was fisting her, and uh, and we were all just mystified by what it all meant. It is like a weird, like magic trick the first time you see it. Like it, it causes you to. It doesn't make sense. Right. It, it doesn't look like you it can happen. Like a hand puppet. It can happen. Yeah. Ew. Creepy. <laughs> we're all puppets. Yeah. No. No. You know. No judgment on people that enjoy. No. It, I mean, like, and it's, it boggles it's, my mind. It is a bit fascinating, and like, honestly, like, if it weren't for my concerns about it, like, long term, I'd be like, do whatever. I I just I just don't like seeing people get hurt and I could see like where something could go wrong yeah like maybe someone who's like 19 doesn't really know how to do it safely sees that it's technically possible goes and does it and then injures someone right. you know yeah. that and that's that's true with all sex though that like is true. I mean broken. with all I mean, porn people stuff have broken penises and I right you know you can get hit in the ovary or whatever and that's oh. no fun yeah yeah and like and that's a big thing with gay sex too is like it's not really ever taught in like sex ed um, yeah. And so people don't really know like how to or what to expect. Yeah. Um, it's just the whole illusion of porn. I think really is has to be has to be addressed. Really, otherwise people like teenagers like will see this, think have expectations, and then when they actually go to do it, like like women, you know, for the first time, I've never had sex with a woman, not yet, anyways. But like their first time is, you know, there's bleeding involved. Yeah, no one um, tells you about. No that one tells stuff. you about that. My parents were really great about talking about sex. Yeah, you know, when I was quite uh-huh. young, and they said, well, you know, they're professor so they sat down and said here's the whole shebang this is what wow. it all means this is you know and they were yeah. they talked about gay and lesbian they talked about straight sex they talked about you know animal husbandry <laughs> they did like the whole shebang <laughs> wow. and um oh, but wow. they didn't say and when you have sex for the first time susan it will hurt yeah, and it will be blood yeah. and semen, uh, and you know, sorry for people listening are really like, oh my god, no, it's fine. But I mean, it's it's natural, it's the way of life. But nobody yeah. told me that, and I remember I lost my virginity. What I would consider maybe later in life, I was eighteen. Mm. My boyfriend, twenty three. Yeah, okay, so that's older for a guy. Twenty three. Yeah. yeah, I think my brother um, also was in. A, I think he was twenty one. Sorry, brother, for I was twenty two. I can't remember actually. Maybe yeah, twenty two. Which is kind of later, but yeah. you know. But I remember. After the fact, mm. and my boyfriend, who was older than I by, uh, you know, quite a few years, um, he got up to go to the bathroom or something, and I saw the sheets, uh. and I panicked. I thought something was wrong. I didn't know yeah. what was going on, and I was like, do I, oh, you know, wow. and it was a really panicky moment, and all my girlfriends who had long before had sex had sort of counseled me. They're like, okay, yeah. it, they, I knew it was going to not be the most comfortable thing in the world, but they're like, drink champagne and you, know, you have to relax. And, you know, yeah. like, you've got to, yeah, they were, <laughs> they were really good about that. So I think your friends tell you maybe more than your family do, but yeah. there's also the downside to that. But one of the things you said, now that I've rambled on that <laughs> crazy okay. story, they're like, why did I just announce to the world? Sorry. It's okay. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, uh, anyway, you, you did bring up something that I think is so important mm. that this pornography becomes so readily available. Yeah. And, and, I mean, I've seen the reports, you know, five, six, seventh grade are watching porn. Yeah. And they're modeling their behavior on this fantasy. It's yep. not real. It's... <sighs> It's not real it's at all. Real. I mean, it's like everything is, <laughs> and and they're going through these motions. Yeah. And in a society where we were already so detached from each other, mm-hmm. um, what do you? How do you feel about being in an industry that what is commodification what is, of people? Well, that and even just of taking the emotion maybe out of sex, yeah. you know, or the actual communion of it. Well, honestly, I think that's part of why people are picking up more on amateur porn, like. 
I mean, like studio porn will have like all the lights, the angles, the perfect views, everything. Mm-hmm. And that was really popular, like 80s, 90s, early 2000s. Now, as I said, like people are really getting into authentic or seemingly authentic amateur porn. Like, you know, just two dudes or a guy and a chick like making out and it might be terrible lighting and they're just holding a phone but like that will get retweeted retumbled whatever like way more and if if they're just like you know touching each other doing that you know Mm -hmm. um and i think that people even unconsciously are picking up on the fact that they like that and they want that um i think that we're really starting to ache for connection more Mm -hmm. without even realizing it just as a society and and that's what's part of it like now i actually have been doing very little studio porn like since the new year i only work for one studio that kind of prides itself on doing like authentic you know connection instead of you know with actual gay models instead of gay for pay instead of using trimix to force themselves hard explain what all this stuff is um gay for pay is when you have usually straight guys um who will come onto a studio set and they'll have sex just for the money they're not into other guys usually they'll just like a lot of breaks in between scene like film takes and they'll like you know pull up their phones and like you know watch uh tit porn like you know i usually call it um and then like once they get hard enough we'll like jump right into action go for a bit hopefully go longer than like three minutes but sometimes not and then have to repeat it i've been on set for stuff like that for like eight hours sometimes just Trying to like burn through it. Um, Why don't they just use gay actors? <laughs> yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, we we don't know. Like because sometimes, to be honest, sometimes people who do casting for major studios may like the look of a certain person because a certain person may get a lot of like hits on a website, so it's, they statistically look popular. Um, and then some people actually do get off on the fantasy of like, oh, this guy is actually straight. But, like, I like that he's being purchased, sort of the subjugation Mm. of a human. Um, Fascinating. Yeah, I've met people who are into strippers for that thing. They know that the strippers are straight, but they pay them, and, like, it's kind of a rush knowing that your money can, like, buy... Buy whatever you want. Right, yeah. It's really sort of testing, too. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. So that's that's the gay for pay. And the trimix that I said, a lot of... And this is part of the fantasy as well. Um, A lot of times I remember thinking, like, wow, these guys are so hard and erect for, like, this whole scene, like... Like, I'm not as much of a man as they are, but a lot of the guys, especially the gay-for-pay ones, will use a prescription drug called Trimix that they just inject into their dick. Even straight porn will do it, um, apparently, if, um, you know, they're just tired or whatever. Is it like a liquid Viagra or something? Yeah, it's like a little prick into <laughs> your into prick. your penis. <laughs> yeah, into a bigger prick. And make sure you aim correctly, because sometimes it goes poorly. And it forces your dick to be erect. But the problem is, is like if the dosage is off or something... Um, like the erection will last forever. I heard of this one guy who had an erection for three days and they constantly had to like drain the blood out of it to keep it from suffering necrosis. Oh, wow. Yeah, and that's an extreme example, but it, it can happen. And I think so, that's why they say on the Viagra commercials that yeah, yeah. after four hours seek medical mm-hmm. attention, which everybody makes fun of, but I mean, there's a real consequence <clears throat> to things functioning out of character of what they're supposed right. to do. Exactly, and that's why it's like. I mean, that's not everyone. Like, I've met a lot of really, some really cool people in the industry and so forth. Um, and not everyone is injecting. Not everyone is gay for pay. Um, but a lot are. And that and that gets hard. And that was actually really one of the reasons why I pulled back and started, like, saying, like, I will, you know, I only want to film with, like, actual gay guys or bi guys. Not because I'm hating on straight guys, but because it's just... It, it's hard, and it makes me feel unattractive to be having sex with someone who is just, like, I immediately mean. looking down at, like... Boobs. Yeah, immediately looking at boobs and, like, kind of pushing me away between between takes and stuff. Um, yeah, so 
actual sex is nice. Um, when yeah. did so? When did Ben meet Griffin? Um, a few years ago, like I guess like 2014, maybe I first started. I long story that we don't have enough time for. I had an issue with the job that I was working where I couldn't um, I couldn't take on a second job. They wouldn't let me, and I wasn't making enough to pay for rent. But I didn't want to give up the job because I was trying to have a career. So in regular in a regular regular life hourly punch the clock thing. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so. And, you know, I couldn't live with my family at the time because my family is bigoted and, and religious. Um, mm-hmm. So like, I was like, okay, I'll start doing this. You know, like, I'll fly down on a weekend, do this, and then, you know, pad my income so I can afford rent and stuff. So I did that. Um, and then, like, I had issues with work where basically I got, like, sexually um, harassed by someone in corporate. They kind of groped my butt and my arms. And this was before any scenes were released, so it's not like I was asking for it, quote-unquote. And uh, I reported them, and the company ended up hiring someone to do my same job. And when they were trained, I got fired for kind of like a non-reason. Um, and so anyways, I was kind of like screwed, and I, I couldn't find other work. Um, you couldn't do wrongful termination suit? Uh, it was, um, at this time, it was in Texas, which is mm. an at-will employment. And sure. yeah, so it was it was rough. Um, and so I had actually stopped porn for a bit, like, because I, I, I just didn't really want to do it. I wanted to take a break. And then, like, after that, I was fired. Uh, I had to, like, sell my car, sell, like, all my stuff. I was technically homeless. Had to, like, sleep on the couch with um, some friends of mine from college. Um, anyways, and then I started it back up again uh, just to pay back all my student loans that were porn? kind of crushing me. Yeah. So... Yeah. If you were in a regular nine to five job, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, okay. First of all, let's backtrack a second. Sure. You identify as gay. Yes. And a little reverse by curious, but I haven't I haven't had sex with a woman yet. So, okay. Yeah. So <clears throat> how old were you when you went? Oh, I'm gay. <laughs> um, because I was raised in a super religious environment in Texas, um, South Carolina, ah, actually, even oh, better. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I always thought that, like, being gay was, like, an active choice, so it confused me. Um, like, I didn't understand why, like, I was getting aroused by, like, dudes on the football team when I was water boy or whatever. Um, so... so yeah, I know, right? First time I saw another guy's <laughs> dick was when I was actually water boy for the baseball team. Like, they were trying to haze me, and, like, and it was just... Like, this guy, like, flashed me, and it was, like, a, it was actually It's really a lot nice. of homoerotic yeah. in junior high and yeah. high school. And it, and, and it confused me, because I was aroused by it and also embarrassed, and I felt guilty, but I didn't know why. Yeah. And so I, I really, like, pushed it down, pushed it down, and then later in college, I realized, oh, like, I really am sexually attracted to guys, and I'm not choosing it, and this is causing me a lot of problems. And so it wasn't until, like, I was, like, 21 that I was like, yeah, I like dudes, and I'm not sure how I feel about that. Did you um, come on to your family then? Or? Last, they found out definitely when I was in tw- when I was 23. And like, as, assuming since you said before that <laughs> the family was not, what? How was their reaction? Um, not as bad as I thought it would be, because like growing up, like my parents, you know, my dad especially had like held the belief that like gays deserve to be like criminally charged or that AIDS was God's punishment. Like literally told me once as a kid that it was better for babies to die at childbirth than to be adopted by lesbians. So it was not great. That's why I said I, I didn't feel comfortable trying to move back in with them and so forth. Um, Did they acknowledge the fact that... That I'm gay? Yeah. Um, I, my Why mom, my mom now that? thinks that it's not a choice. Like, she's come that far. She thinks that it is just natural, but she still thinks that it's, like, a result of sinful corruption of the world by mm. the devil. Okay. So, yeah. And your dad? Um, we don't really talk all that much because it's just 
hard to have a conversation that just doesn't end with him listing out Bible verses. Mm-hmm. So, Do you have siblings? One sister. She's and a. She cool with it or no? Not really. Yeah. She's okay. a. She's a. She's a Christian as well, and like you know, teaches at a Christian school and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because I know people always say, "Oh, well, she's a Christian, so she doesn't." agree with the fact that I'm gay and I know plenty of Christians that have no issue with gay right but and they so do it, and it, but it but it yeah but <clears> I'm just saying it, I just think it's 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 a shame that the word mm. just like the word gay or all these words mean something in particular yeah and they're totalitarian words when there's no such thing as an absolute yeah we, we maybe in being gay or lesbian it's an absolute being well even then I could still see myself with a woman someday yeah. you know like I remember one time I was at a bagel shop and I saw this like alternative like skater girl and I was like oh I could probably actually do that you know like and it was like kind of like a, a weird moment for me so I, I think it is, there's, there aren't really many absolutes it is think. funny when you have those I was in a coffee shop in Oregon which is of course you know <laughs> that's just funny that it was Oregon but I was standing behind this guy, and there was something about his way he carried himself. He just seemed really... I only saw the back of him. Mm-hmm. Short hair. I loved the way he dressed. You know, he was kind of artsy, and just something about yeah. it, you know? And he had broad shoulders, and I was like, damn, that guy is just sexual energy. And he turned around. Woman. Woman. That's awesome. And I was like, I guess I would make out with this woman. Right? You know? Yeah, might as well. <laughs> Who knew? Yeah. And it's funny, and it, it just... It, it lends itself to think, you know what? It's we're all everything. Mm. I really hope that, like, I think that. I know future, not everyone thinks that, but I think that. Yeah, no, and, and I think that's the right perspective to have. Is like, I mean, obviously, be aware of yourself and like know your preferences of what you like sexually and romantically, but definitely be open about it. You know, and mm-hmm. I, I really hope that like the upcoming generation will be that way. I think they are. Yeah, I mean, I think as some of the old ways die out. You right. Know, the new ways, but then we'll find another reason to hate someone. <laughs> <laughs> I, tribalism. It is. I guess it's part of the DNA somehow. Yeah. All right. So, I uh, does your family know you do porn? Yes. So not only on top of our son is gay, but our son is gay and does, does porn. It doesn't porn. come up like the few times we talk. It really mm. just is. Yeah, but it doesn't. I mean, not not <laughs> with me. Thanksgiving must be fun. Oh, uh, Thanksgiving doesn't happen anymore. Yeah, yeah. Friendsgiving. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When you you just you said okay, I must be gay. Then did mm-hmm. you begin to seek out those kind of relationships? Um, I didn't really know how to because I, I felt kind of morally uh, about it. Um, yeah, like, because coming out of Christianity was really hard for me. Like, my super conservative, like, anti-gay, you know, form of Christianity was really hard for me to break from because it was all I knew. And um, you believed in God and you believed right. in, in what you had been taught. And exactly. Mm-hmm. And, like, to the T. Um, I was I was very religious. I was, like... Not to the tea bag. <laughs> not to the tea bag, right? God, I wish. Sorry, God. No, no. I'm going to get struck by lightning on no. that. <laughs> I, no, believe me. The lightning God thing is a hoax. God loves puns. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. I, um... Like, when I started... When I was... When I reached the point where I was, like, okay with myself being gay and so forth... I mean, I wanted it, but... It's, like, it was hard for me to find people that I really related to. And, like, and to be honest, like, I was so... Sex was so new to me because I'd never done anything with anyone. I hadn't even kissed anyone before, um, before 22. And so it was very exciting. So I just, you know, really got as much of it as I could, the kid in the candy store phase. And once that faded out, then it just... I don't know. Like, it's hard for me to 
it's hard for me to connect with people. I feel like in a in a in a intimate way. And I now think even now, like I mean, a lot of people, like even in like gay circles, like either bore me or when they find out the real me, that bores them. Like I'm. Uh, they're titillated by the character and not the person. Yeah, well, that's, that's a big thing, too. That goes back to what you were saying about how it bums you out that the Ben Instagram, for example, <laughs> nobody really cares the way they care about the, the Griffin. Griffin. Yeah, and that's and that actually is a, this is a really hard thing about, like, playing Griffin is, like, it, okay, people, like, I exist with this kind of duality. Um, people who are attracted to Griffin will reach out to me, and, like, their expectation is that I'll, like, have, you know, you know, drunk cocaine orgies with them or whatever. You know, like, that's just... And that's a reasonable kind of expectation. <laughs> not really, not a lot at all. Like, once every other week or so. Um, I've smoked pot twice. That's it. I've been drunk, I think, six or five times. How, how old, may I ask how old you? Are you like, I'm 29. 29, yeah. Okay. You look so young. Thank you. Oh, shucks. Yeah, um, yeah um, I forgot what I was saying. Oh, yeah, like, so guys will, like, want to, like, party with Griffin, and then they realize that, oh, Ben actually is really boring and goes to bed at, like, 10.30, and likes to go for walks and stuff and you know it'll it'll be less exciting and then conversely though people will see ben like, oh you like to read and cook and work out and you're working on a book and they'll like that but then they they'll like see online like on tumblr you know all these videos of me like getting face boxed you know and and at first the some open-minded people will be like oh i'm fine i'm open-minded it's whatever but then like as it keeps going they see more clips of me getting cum on my face or their friends are like oh my god you're dating that dude who can deep throat like I did watch a couple of those videos it was <laughs> impressive thank you yeah. I mean I guess that thank you that is a talent I, I, and I, I, mean, I I think it's a talent and I and I, I do authentically and it's not like there's a complete division where I'm a Puritan playing like a, a satyr like I actually as Ben do enjoy pleasing it's just like I just Honestly, I, I miss having sex and liking it. I've very few times actually had sex with people that as I cared ben. about. That has been that I cared about. Like, does Griffin pop in when you're in an intimate relationship at all, or do you, not, are you able to shut that? Not off? Not really. I mean, I'll still pull out some of the Griffin physical tricks. Like, I, I, you know, like I, you know, like to wake up whatever dude that I'm having a crush on with like a deep thirty blowjob. Like, right. it's fun. It's I like to give pleasure to the people I like. It's the same reason, like, I like to cook for people I like, you know? Sure. Like, I mean, not liking them in the same way, obviously. I don't, you know, whatever. Um, so, yeah, it, it is a bit hard to differentiate sometimes, but it's a struggle for, for dating, that's for sure. So what made you decide to go into porn in the first place? I think people listening will money. be like, okay, is the money so... Like, it's exciting at first, but it was practically for money. And that's honestly why I've still stayed in it this long. Is it long. really, really good money? Um, it was, then it wasn't, and now it is again. Because I would think the internet, would, with all the free porn, would make things less financially um, When I first started, and this happens for most people in the beginning, like, if you have a hot guy with a big dick, deep throat, big ass, whatever, tons of muscle, they'll start off with a bang. Like, they'll get all this work, their new meat... Studios will just, like, line up to, like, give them stuff. That lasts for a year, maybe two years. Mm -hmm. Then it cuts off, and you start struggling to get, like, actual work. That's what was happening to me. I was getting jobs for, like, you know, 500 to to $1,000 minus tax, not nearly as often as the other work. Um, and then that was a, that was a low point because you were like, oh, shit, now I'm not making enough to pay for this lifestyle I've built up or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, fortunately for me, I had paid off my student loans by the end of that first year. Um 
But uh, anyways, um, and then now though, like I've there's like a lot of new platforms. Like OnlyFans is like a the current one where people um, can load up their own content and viewers pay a subscription fee to see these private channels for the models. And that's where I've been making a lot oh, more money because okay. I've been advertising on Twitter and Tumblr just like like 30 second to like a minute clip of me like deep threading a really hung dude and then people can go and like buy a subscription to see all of my videos and that's where I've been making a lot more money lately okay yeah. do you get requests for fetishes like if somebody says oh I really like guys with a small penis and moles on their face or I really like right. you know what I mean Is I do there, yeah yeah um I do, um, and sometimes they're just like a lot of like water sports, which is like you know peeing, peeing on, on people or peeing through my underwear. Sometimes you get these requests. Um, the most unusual request: someone wanted me to get a uh, a shark or orca blow up toy, mm-hmm. like or like a pool toy, like a big one. Wanted me to blow it up on video, ride it, masturbating, and then as I was coming, he wanted me to like puncture it so the balloon animal deflates while I'm orgasming. I, I don't really That's do. A custom- very creative person. And, you know, and it wasn't the. Only time for blow-up toy play. Okay, I'm like, oh, that's really creative. It, it's actually a whole fetish, though. There's, like, yeah. co- like little conventions I learned for people who are into balloon blowing. Um, I think I saw... Yeah, there was, like, a... Like, or there was... I think there were, like, my weird sex yeah. What fetish. Yeah. yeah. And, it, and it makes sense, because they swell, which is phallic, but they're also soft, like, breasts. And mm-hmm. so it's kind of like this. They're very sexual in that aspect. But um, I don't really do fetish videos, though, just because, like, now it's, like, if I'm... If I'm ejaculating, like, I, I either do it for just my own private time for my sanity, um, or I do it for just public display, you know, like, for my mainstream channel, because, like, honestly, the money for that is better than if I charge someone for a private video. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay, let's, let's get to the health consequences. <laughs> yeah, um, let's do that. When you started in porn, I, I mean, just off the bat, statistically... Whether you're in pornography or not, mm-hmm. STD rates are through the roof. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Syphilis mm-hmm. making a comeback. You know, yeah. HIV clusters in various places with among women. By the way, I don't mm. know why everyone always wants to lump that on the gay guys, but but yeah. heterosexual women age 18 to 24 are high risks. You know, for but, HIV now. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, well, I'm sure they're not on prep either. So no, and yeah. I just actually Caleb and I had this interesting conversation. And I'd like to talk about that because that was oh, yeah. very interesting. Um, uh, prep is a uh, is meds that you take to keep you from getting sick. Or yeah, from, from getting or HIV. Prophylactic. It's prophylactic. Yeah, but it's a medicine and not a condom. Pre-exposure prophylactic. Yeah, I believe is what and it it's called for. prep. Or um, the brand name is Truvada. That's it. Um, which I highly recommend that. And like, heterosexual women, yeah, and straight guys, and you know, gays and lesbians, everyone can take it. Which. Again, these are things our doctors, I don't think, really... Well, no. Like, when I was in South Carolina, I asked, um, uh, like, a physician about it. And they were like, oh, like, do you have HIV? Is that why you're at... And I had to explain to them, no, it's like, it's a pre-exposure thing. And they had no clue. And it stops HIV infection from... 99% rate is what they say. Which is like a condom. Right. Yeah. Which is, which is like a condom. So especially if you take... And some people who are, like, super safe will double up. Like, they'll take PrEP and the condom, which... What's ninety? You know, ninety nine percent times ninety nine percent, or ninety nine one percent of one percent. You know, like it's still ninety nine percent. I think I'm not. A oh, I don't person, know. But yeah, <laughs> but uh, it's still crazy. I don't um, think it's hundred and 
You'll never be 100%, you know, having sex, but it's definitely a big pro, and it allows people to do bareback stuff with more security, because that's a big trend, too, now, is... Um, but that is, doesn't stop things like syphilis or, or uh, herpes or any of that stuff, so what, is do you, a big thing. what do you do to protect yourself? Uh, test often, like, honestly, that's, that's what it is, and that's one of the reasons why... Um, confession um i'm i guess now i shouldn't worry about fans like dissing me because of this um i I actually am looking to try to transition out and that's one of the big reasons why especially since um antibiotic resistant gonorrhea is kind of a thing people are worried about right now yeah i read Um, the terrifying report on that right yeah um it's um, it's just a thing you deal with. Like I, I mean, I admit I, I had a, um, a an oral scene with a partner, um, and during the first uh, group of timing that I that I performed, um, and uh, afterwards I took a break for a bit, trying to live a regular life again before getting back to porn. And during that little interim, I I had some spots develop. I thought I had a skin problem. Turns out it was actually one of the last people I'd actually shot a scene with. Um, like, he hadn't been tested because they're like, oh, it's just an oral scene. It's totally fine. Mm-hmm. Um, turns out he had, like, actually recently gotten out of prison and had contracted syphilis, apparently. And I got syphilis from that. Mm-hmm. Which, which was, is easily treatable, but you have to know you have. Right. And it looks almost identical to um, a skin condition called pityriasis rosea, which is what they thought it was. And so, like, I actually was treated kind of late. And so I had these spots when I was staying with my friends on their couch. And, like, one of them is kind of like a germ phobe. And was afraid of getting it so he was like threatening to kick me out when I didn't have a job still and it was a really really fucking hard time um and feeling feeling you know dirty is is kind of a thing especially when you're spotted up like that so anyways yeah well, I think that's a huge issue with STDs is that yeah. because it has this vilified element to it and shameful element right and, and so then people don't say hey, I have this thing, or, you know, don't go get tested because they're scared. Right. And then that just makes the, it makes the outbreaks happen. Right. Because. Yeah, and, and like, and sometimes I've found that people don't get tested because they're, they're kind of afraid to test because they're afraid to find time. it out, which is, and especially for people who, like, I think especially, it's especially bad for, like, heterosexual groups as well, because it's, like, admitting something about themselves that they'd rather hide. Honestly, like, I mean, after that big, you know, scare, it's like, I was like, okay, I need to test definitely way more. You know, treatment is easy, as I said, for now, um, since nothing is really resistant to antibiotics yet. Um, but, yeah, like, that's a big deal, just to test regularly and, you I know, ask your partners, seriously. Yeah. If they're like, oh, I tested last year, be like, um, mm-hmm. maybe not, and you know? And if you're grown up enough to have sex, you're grown up enough to have those conversations. Yeah. And yeah. there's no safety net that somebody's not going to cheat on you or, or whatever. Right. But, I mean, it's better than, yeah. it's, you know, it's better than not knowing. By the way, for those listening, the heat keeps turning on and off. I apologize <laughs> right. if, if you're hearing that, but I tried to put pillows up around so that you don't. Maybe you can't. I don't know. We can hear it. But, right. Um, I want to get on uh, back to religion for a yeah, second. Sure. So you were raised super Christian and whatever that means in your family. Yeah. And uh, so when you when you left to go discover who you are, you're mm-hmm. in college. You say, oh my gosh, I'm gay. Yeah. How did you reconcile that with God? And, um, and are you still, are, do you still believe in God? Maybe you don't anymore. I mean, what, what, where are you with all that? Um, I, I honestly, I, I'm not at all like the type of religious I was before. I'm not really religious in general. I think there, is there something else out there? Some things else? Possibly. I'm not saying no. I'm not being a hardcore atheist about it. But, um, 
I just am completely not what I was. Like, I mean, some people have run into me like since those days, and I'm like, you're like a different person. And I'm like, yeah, basically. And I feel like it too. Like, my whole life was driven by this like panopticon, you know, deity um, mm-hmm. that like cared it's the about best me. Word, by the Thank way. you, panopticon. I, I love that word. Right. Yeah. Um, but it's truly what it is. Yeah, it you know, is. it sees. That's what it is. Exactly. And like my life was just like really shackled by that. And now it's like. I, it was a hard transition out. I was very depressed because suddenly, like, this whole meaning of your life is ripped away from you. Um, but, like, after, like, two to three years of just really struggling with it, um, I was like, oh, I, I guess I really don't believe this anymore. Um, and once I accepted that and accepted the whole idea of there's, you know, I don't have a guarantee of an afterlife, more, you know, this crushing feeling of mortality, like, that was the last and hardest bit to get over. Um, now I, I am a lot better about it. I used to kind of cut myself, um, like, um, you mean cutting? Yeah. Yeah. yeah with, okay. with like a, with like a knife. Um, and what did that bring you? Um, I, I didn't, didn't really bring me anything good, but it felt, I don't know, right. And I think just because of that worldview that like I was dirty and sinful and that's kind of what I deserved. Oh, like, um, like hitting yourself with the cat and knife. Oh yeah. yeah. I used to, yeah, I used to hit myself too. I used to bash my head against the wall for being so sinful and stuff. It was like... You were like Dark Ages Catholic. Dark Ages Catholic. Yeah, it was it was hardcore. I mean, I mean, remember, I was told that, you know, my Christian school teacher told me that he remembered the, quote, good old days in America where, you know, if they found out a guy liked other guys, they the boys would get their baseball bats and go down the street. Like, yeah. that was straight up what I was what I was told my entire life. Um, that still happens, unfortunately. That's yeah, why still fucking like Matthew, happens. Um, Oh, was it smart? Was it? Matthew? Oh yeah, up in the in the north, like Wyoming. Yeah, what was his last was it name? Wyoming? I I'm I'm not sure, but yeah, I know. And he that was wasn't tragic. long ago. Yeah, no, it wasn't that long. I mean, it was I think in the it was in the nineties, maybe early two thousands, nineties. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, and, it was and it, tragic. Um, now I don't want to look up his name just to honor him, but um. So. I mean, I I actually um while you're looking that up, I I knew another guy who's um I met a guy uh, who's a bit, who's fairly older than me, but he had a younger brother. Um. In high school, Shepherd. I didn't have to look it up. There we go. There we go. Shepherd. Yeah. Yeah. And his his younger brother was um like shot by their neighbor who was gay bashing. Like they they were both left. Like both families were gone, and so they were just in their own houses. And the the hater um like got his father's gun and went over and like shot the kid um for being gay, but then also shot himself. So it was like this weird. Murder suicide. Wonder if thing. he had feelings that he couldn't reconcile. Yeah, I mean, then that happens, you know. A lot of times, I feel like people are extra hateful toward others where they see themselves in them a little bit, and it makes them horrifically uncomfortable. And so, their only response, <laughs> instead of looking into, inward, is to. Attack. And I honestly feel like that's kind of where slut shaming comes from too. Like, slut shaming. Oh, hundred oh, percent. Yeah, like I mean, it's it's crazy. It's like sometimes when I try to date or whatever, you know, or a lot of times when I try to date, people are not comfortable with the whole porn thing, and they're like, "Oh, you you know, sleep around so much." But then, but like, do you consider? I'm sorry, I didn't oh, mean to fine, cut you off. But I was just curious: do, the people that Griffin has had sex with versus the people that Ben has had sex with, do you integrate those numbers, or do you consider that? that you've only had sex with the people that Ben has had sex with. Do you know what I mean? Um, if I kept a count, I wouldn't separate the count because, like, I mean, yeah, two different personas maybe, but it's still the same body, okay. you know? yeah. Um, and honestly, like, like, that's the sad part for me too is that 
I rarely ever anymore have sex because I really want to. Like so much of the sex I'm doing now, like I'm, you know, have like an iPhone in my hand so I can video it for footage, like for my job. And I, and like, especially lately since the new year, it's, it's really almost kind of, it's almost kind of painful because, and like people make fun of me when I try to like explain that they're like, Oh, but you're still like getting off or like you still enjoy it. And I'm like, not, not really so much. Cause I, like I'm losing interest in it and it makes me feel like more alone whenever I'm like uploading this footage of me, like with some dude stick. I can't even remember their names a lot anymore. I, I actually keep a spreadsheet of people's names with the aliases I give them for my like POV, you yeah. know, can you orgasm without desire? Um, I can, I'm very good about that actually. Um, when I was doing more studio stuff, that was, that was a thing for me. Um, is like, go to a fantasy place? I'm able to, I'm able to come control pretty well. Um, and so that's good. Like, like tantric kind of stuff? Not really. I think tantric has like the connotation of like romance and like intimacy. I can kind of control my body, body and kind of force it to come if I need it to. You know, mm-hmm. that's, I'm pretty good about that and doing it in a timely fashion. Mm-hmm. Like some guys, like if they're not in the moment, they can take like an hour mm-hmm. to finish, but I can always do it within five minutes if I want to. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something good about me. And again, it's not all <laughs> bad. Sometimes like... Like, sometimes I will legitimately have fun with a guy and upload it. Um, sometimes, like, especially with the studio that I... The only studio that I work with anymore. Like, they're really good chemistry. And it is nice and fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but the majority of what I do in my private time now is is basically work. Um, and that's... Like, I don't know. So I'm stuck in this crux where it's like I want to back away from it more. But at the same time, it's how I'm making money. And I don't really have a great job history. My degree was in literature. Me um, too. Oh, really? Oh, go team literature. Good for you. You podcast. And I religion. I also did religion. <laughs> really? Mm. Oh, good for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So it's like I don't, I don't know what to do. And I get really, really worried about the future, honestly. You could write books. You said you mentioned you were... I am working on a book. What is the book? Um, I'm working on a novel. Um, I wrote the first draft. I'm now typing it up um, and editing as I go along. I'll print it out, maybe give like a space to like let it chill, re-edit, and then send that newest copy out to like sample readers, friends of mine that I, whose opinion I like, and then... What's it about? Um... I'm not talking about it. Oh, I, it I understand. It's okay. No, no, it's... I understand. Sometimes when you speak it too much, it doesn't happen. Right. So you... Exactly. Like I, I, I know. So, uh, thank you for, thank you for your understanding. But once it's, um, once I, yeah, hopefully, you know, before the end of the summer, I'll have it in a place where I can start pitching it, mm, you know? That's so, exciting. yeah. So that's what I'm trying to do. Um, you know, is there a career in writing? I don't really... <laughs> I mean, is there a career in anything? Fair point. Jesus Who knows? Christ. I mean, you just gotta do like, I, what I sh- you do and hope for the best. You, you work hard. My my uncle has a saying that my father likes to repeat a lot. Opportunity knocks, it doesn't nag. Mm. So if you show up and you're prepared, yeah. and that opportunity does finally present itself... Yeah. There is the moment. And and honestly, that's how I kind of feel about relationships, too. I've had a few guys now that I've crushed on really hard. and That I've, you met on film? No, that I've met in real life. Oh, real life. Okay. Yeah. And I've really wanted to, like, you know, try to kick it off with them. But it's always the Griffin thing comes up in between, in the way of that. And, again... How do you address that? Let's say you're no a really. guy you're crushed out on and we're on a date. <laughs> yeah. Is it the first date that you go, oh, by the way, this is now my job? Now it is. 
You would almost have to because as you get more famous as Griffin. Well, now I don't even really have to breach it. Normally they know, so. And do you find that people uh, want to date you because you're this, this you know, gay porn <sighs> rising star or star? I don't know how you differentiate. Between... I feel weird saying star, but now that it's like three times this week, people randomly on the street have stopped me. I mean, sure, I live in Boys Town, but still, it's it's very it's very surreal. Um, I and the thing is, is now I don't really know. Like it's hard for me to tell if people. Or why people are into me, and it's like like any actor. Yeah, like, do they want famous? their dick sucked, or do they actually want to get to know me? Um, but usually for like, well, if it's a guy, the answer yeah. to the first part is yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't right. Care who you are? <laughs> <laughs> That's a fair point. That's a fair point. Like, it, and it, in like a weird way, it's like if I'm really into a guy, I don't want to have sex with him right away. Whereas if I don't really give a you know, damn, other than, like, just collecting footage for work, like, I'll obviously have sex with him right away and then be done. But wait, um, no, that's interesting. So sometimes your personal life intersects your your work and that you go, hey, do you want to be on film? Oh, no, if I like a dude, I won't want to publish film of it. Got it, Like, okay. that's just like a... All right. Like a no, even if they're hot and 12-inch hung. Like, I'm like, no. Like, I mean, of course, that would be great for me to get on film, but, like, I, I have to keep that separate. Makes sense. Yeah. 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 So. Well, what do you want to do? Um, that's that's a hard question because I'm not entirely sure. Um, I like, as I said, writing. Um, literature is awesome. I also like to bake, like pastry. Um, that's a hard one to get into though because I don't like being yelled at, which is what happens in kitchens a lot. And um, it's just a hard market to get into as well. Plus, like, nobody would trust your cream-filled desserts. Right. Oh, yeah, that's another thing. People don't like sex workers to touch their food. That is that is a thing. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely kind of like a stigmatism or a stigma that people have. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, 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 it's it's, it's true. Like I, uh, and it, But it's, like, hard because it's, like, food work is notoriously low-paying, you know? Yeah. Like, unless you're an exec chef, you right. make shit, um, by which I mean minimum wage. Um, and that's what, like, happened to me at, uh, like, I helped open up a bakery in town. Um, like, and there was me and a few other pastry people we were working. We helped make the menu. We worked, like, a lot. Um, and then once it was set up, management fired everyone and then hired, uh, like, like under-the-table workers, brutal. for the most part, to replace us. Yeah. And so, like, I still walk by that bakery, like, a lot. I'll go in there for coffee. Um, and it's just so, you know, and it's just kind of a thing where it's like, I, I, I love pastry and baking and cooking, but I don't know if I could really... Especially at this point, not having, like, experience and have feeling, in my opinion, like, burned so much time being Griffin. Like, I don't know if I ever really could. Well, do you worry that that's going to follow you yeah. for the rest of your life? I mean, how do you... I don't really think, like, the idea of me having sex, because eventually it'll... people Like, the, the internet is forever, but the internet is so big, eventually it's going to be buried with, like, whole new guys. The well, only people people's who people's attention spans are tiny. Right. And the only people who really remember me are the ones who, like, were coming out, and I was, like, the guy that they came out watching. You know, I remember remember those guys for me even though they're not important i still remember them i remember their dicks i remember the sounds they made um because that's just that sticks with you so those guys will remember me but honestly like given some years like it'll fade the thing that that is i think the biggest issue is like i've spent so much time doing this now these few years um i don't have a job history I graduated during the recession, mm. which statistically means that I will make less money for the rest of my life. According Why? to, I don't know. I was just, like NPR was talking about that. Like whenever people graduate from college during recessions, usually like 
for the rest of their lives, they make slightly less than people in the same capacity. I don't know. Yeah, strange. Um, if, but any, if anybody knows, email me, Susan at HeyMMNPodcast.com, because I am curious. Oh, I can Google it. If it's really true, who knows? Maybe yeah. it's like a false reporting from NPR. <laughs> but uh, yeah. They're like, not big on false reporting, I don't think. But which yeah. is why I listen to them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's like, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. And that's the catch 22. And a lot of guys I've talked to fall into this. Like, like we think like, Oh, I'll just do this for a little bit, pay back my loans, do a little, save up a little money now, but then it keeps perpetuating and you get locked in the cycle where you can no longer do other work. I think sex work in general has that yeah. issue. It right. has got the trap door. Yeah. And it's like, like I'm 29, like I really can't live off a minimum wage job. So other places will hire like a high school or college graduate instead of me, who's, you know, young and will work for cheaper. Um, and like, so what, what do I, what do I do? Um, you know, and that's, that's a big thing for a lot of people. I talk to guys and they either don't think about it or they stress about it or they like, you know, take stuff to not have to worry about well, it. Well, the suicide rate among sex workers is Dude, really high. so high. And that's, it's almost like a dark joke we have when someone goes dark. It's like, oh, did, you know, you know, Jackson Big Rod kill himself? That's not a real person's name, but like, you know. <laughs> That's a thing. It's almost like a dark joke because you wonder if someone ghosts, like, oh, are they in prison or are they dead? Yeah. You know? So... And drug addiction is probably a really big... So what made you decide not to be an alcoholic or a drug addict? Because a lot of... And I'm not, I'm no, not no, trying no. to lump people into things, but, you know, I'm, I've spent time with sex workers because it's yeah. part of what I do is mm-hmm. to talk about this stuff. And um, and I do think that that is certainly... Sure. Um, well, I don't a like way to, to deaden deal. Or deal, and it's yeah. appealing. Like, thank God, morphine isn't over the counter. Um, honestly, for me, because um, I remember it's practically it, over the counter at this point. Sure, sure, but I mean, like, and that's why I don't even fucking touch it because I had it for like a tonsillectomy, and it was so nice, and everything felt so nice, and so, and I'm like, oh, I should never take an opiate ever. But um, alcohol, I don't like being drunk. Actually, like, it is unpleasant to me actively, even during. Um, and I don't. I've smoked pot twice, and. I didn't really like it. It made, um, I, I did it once like with Colby Keller who has this famously giant dick and it was way easier to take him high or stoned than it was on set, not stoned. Um, so that's like, but it doesn't even help me sleep that well. Like I have weird dreams whenever I smoke pot those two times. So it's like, it's not appealing other mm-hmm. than just maybe for like being able to handle some trauma. Um, but yeah, like so, it's not appealing, and the idea of doing like party drugs doesn't appeal to me either. Because like I've yeah, seen like those Molly people, and stuff. yeah, and like it's okay. Like I'm okay with people doing it sometimes, but I've just seen too many people who live their lives like chasing that next uh, next hit, and mm-hmm. it's not appealing to me. I, the people that I enjoy talking with, tend to not really use anything, um, and I, I don't know. It's never really been a temptation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm addicted you, to coffee, I guess. But yeah, that's about it. Uh, it's a zone stimulant. Yeah. Um, uh, you brought up trauma there for a second. You just sort of breezed by really quickly. <laughs> um, I think a lot of people that enter the sex industry um, have definitely trauma and sex yeah. abuse in their childhood. Did you have that? Um, not really. I mean, I, I think I had a lot of emotional trauma from like my family, I suppose. Making you feel like you're. Yeah, feeling like, yeah, even if they weren't, like, directly attacking me and not thinking I was gay, um, there was just a lot of difficulties. Like, like, when I expressed, like, when I learned about what Hiroshima and Nagasaki bombings were, you know, I was like, I remember coming home and be like, 
talking with the parents, I was like, yeah, so this is a thing that we did. And I was like, I'm like, that's awful, you know? And they were like, oh no, they deserved it because they were at war with us. And I was like, no, like all those people died. And they were like, you know, well, God wanted us to win the war and you just really need to be more patriotic. And yeah, it's fun. So even like small things like that, like I felt like growing up, like every, every thought that I had that was different, every like inclination, like my crush on this guy named Mark when I was a freshman in high school and he was a senior god like i crushed so hard on that guy like i thought about him every day i would get nervous and shaky around him was he straight or straight for sure and you know not knowing how to handle those feelings and not knowing what those feelings were and that happened with a few other guys that i crushed on silently uh and like just a lot of i don't know a lot of just emotional difficulty there and that i I'm sure carried itself out into like some sexual expression, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, like I don't know, just trying to. Well, I mean, as you're when you're a child and you're learning who you are, yeah, and that begins with mirroring to those around you, so your parents mm. and your siblings and stuff. If they, if everything that's coming out of your mouth is negated or you feel less than, yeah, how does that give you anything but a negative self identity? And I think that's why I, I kind of turned inward. Um, you know, and just kind of, like, started reading more, playing video games more. And, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I feel like I'm rambling now. You're not rambling at all. <laughs> it's because we're talking about something. I that's... mean, don't get me wrong. It's not like they were, like, I, and I want to say, like, my family wasn't, like, physically abusive. Mm-hmm. Like, so, yeah, back to your question. No, I was never actually sexually abused, like, to my memory by, by anyone. Um, I, I, I was um, taken sexually advantage of, like, as an adult, like, a guy that I didn't want to do more with, uh... Like, he kind of, like, held me down and, and, like, shoved himself up into me. So you've been raped. Yeah, as an as an adult. It wasn't as a child, so, you know, like, it's slightly different. I think it different. still counts. Um, yeah, I mean, it doesn't really, like, I don't know. It doesn't bother me perhaps as much as it should. Cause, why? why? Uh, I mean, you know, because, like, what I wanted, like, I wanted to make out with him. I wanted to play with his dick. I didn't, I don't think I had at this point ever, I had taken, I think, a finger in my ass before, like, which was unpleasant. And so, like, we were making out, and then he, like, it was this was before I lifted. I was way weaker than I am now. And he kind of, like, but he was super muscular. He, like, turned me over and kind of shoved me down and, like, pushed my face into a pillow and, like, went to town. And it hurt. Oh, my God. Like, you were talking about before not realizing how much it would hurt. Uh, yeah, it does, especially if you're doing it with no lube. Um, and that was, anyways, wow, TMI graphic. No. Um, it's, it's yeah, and it was, yeah, it, that, that was, that was really painful like i bled for like a few days um did you you didn't press charges mm -mm, because i mean honestly two dudes no one's going to you know unless there's like bruises and stuff from being hit no one's going to i think it's such an important thing to know that there's this fallacy um that men can't be raped and of course (laughs) they can yeah they absolutely can by women sure and by other men and the fact that we live in a culture where a man could go and say to the police, I've been raped by a man, and have it not be right. as paramount. It's very, I mean, I I don't know, maybe I'm going to insult some folks, I don't know, but I think it's barely registers when a woman's been raped by a mm-hmm. man. So Oh, of course. I mean, that's where you get the whole, like, oh, you you know, what were you wearing? Like Right. And the, right. The, the, something that you, I think a lot of the whole Me Too movement talking mm-hmm. about how, well... You know, if she was down for, you know, making out and she gave me a blowjob and yeah, I mean, it just, and then but she won't have sex. That's bullshit. Of course she won't have sex because she gave me a blowjob. Uh, it's that same yeah. thing. Like you were down for 
some stuff, but right. not for that. And and that's the thing. It's like it's yeah. There. Yeah. I mean, how do you recover from something? Especially then you move from that to being in an industry where yeah. you might not be sexually attracted to the person or. How does that ever... Um, well, for that, like, the thing was, is like, I don't want to be homeless again. You know, like, that was how I kind of forced myself through that. I I had student loans that were actively trying to turn me into a, into a money slave. And uh, I remember being homeless. I remember crying into, like, this, you know, to the mattress of the pull-out couch every night. You know, like, that's, that's why I... Poverty you know, is scary. Poverty is fucking scary. Because honestly, in this society, if you don't have money, you're, you're nothing. I don't really... Like, people contest that, and of course, morally, I'm against that, but it's it's true. Yeah, we um, definitely live in a caste system in America. Yeah, like, we don't have an official caste name, like, no, we but do. but it's there. But it is there. <laughs> it is so there, yeah. you know? Like, like I hear about people, you know, like, moms who make, like, 13000 a year. Jesus Christ. Like, anyways, anyways, that's... Yeah. That's apart from it. But that's why, you know, that's why you force yourself to do it. Like, take it from from straight guys who don't really care if they're hurting you on, on camera and you like, you know, lie back and say how good it feels, you know, it's because you, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that, uh, how do you find a sense of self-worth if that's, if that's what you're dealing with all the time? That must, <laughs> I mean, that for Griffin to go through that mm. And it's interesting that you're like, oh, well, this is Ben and this is Griffin. You are the same person. Right. But it's interesting because what Griffin will put up with, would Ben put up with that? Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, and that's, I think, increasingly why I'm pulling away mm. from just taking whatever work that I can get mm-hmm. and now trying to like just work with stuff that's more pleasant. Like with the, with the OnlyFans private channel that I run I, I, I'm ultimately the, the, the final say yeah. like if I'm if I don't want to do something well, I'm, I'm not going to do it um and I, I intentionally now like people have offered work and I'd be like okay like I will only do this if the person is straight if I know exactly what we're doing beforehand excuse me if they're gay if I know exactly what we're doing beforehand and you know like they need to not have a record of abusing their boyfriends or whatever. Right. Right. Because that happens too. Um, so that's why I said, like, I'm much more selective now. Um, and I only really want to work with, if I do more studio work, which is still limited now, like, it needs to be with people who who actually care more and who are authentic and, you know, which is nice. It makes for better footage too. Like Mm -hmm. the last scene that I filmed was like literally some of the best sex of my life, even though it was on camera. And so again, I don't want to like shit all over the industry and say it's all bad because it's not like most things in the world. It's not entirely bad. It's not entirely good. I don't feel like you've shit on it at all. Oh, thank you. Okay. I just wanted to make sure and not shit all over my fans and the people who have made my life a lot better. No, I don't think you've, I don't think (laughs) you've made that statement at all. You've talked about a couple individual people, but on the industry as a whole, it doesn't sound like. Okay. Here's, here's a good comparison. Like one, like one of the worst days I ever had on set was with this. Um, director um, who was trying to ha- get me to get blown by this dude who had what looked like a cold sore on his lip. And and I was like, I don't want to get blown by him. And the director was having a bad day because the scenes weren't going well for our project. Um, they were actually really mostly garbage scenes. Because again, half the set was straight guys and they were fighting on set and stuff. And so then he pulled me aside and started like yelling at me. He's like, you need to take, you know, you need to have sex with him or else you're not getting paid today. I'll make you sit this one out. And like, 
and I wasn't making as much money at this time. Um, and I was like, I just don't want him to rub his cold sore on my dick. And he said, no, you know, like it's a cigarette burn. It's not a cold sore. You need to like do your job. And like, it, it was bad. Um, Classic management. <laughs> right. And so that was, that was the, that was, that was one of the worst days. Did Can, you have to do it? Um, I was able to work it out where I didn't have oral sex with him. Like, so no mouth, no mouth on mouth, no mouth on dick. Um, and it was still just a really awful, awkward day. Um, then, so that was like the worst day. The best day was like this last scene that I did. It was a three-way with like these two yoga instructors and like the director was super cool with us. He like, he really picked a great cast of just easygoing, chill guys. Um, was it the one where it's the black guy and the white guy? Yeah. That was very hot. If you watch one scene, it's Mm -hmm. the guys in sweatpants scene, me with what's his name? Uh, Ash and, um, Miller Mm -hmm. wanted to make sure I used their, their not real names. Um, anyways, that threesome was not just my best scene ever. It was some of the best sex of my life because like the director just kind of held the camera and let us do what we wanted. And we were like, like, you know, exploring someone's body for the first time is fantastic. And we're both yeah, versatile. Yeah, it very intimate. And it was. Which I was, was the thing. Like, so, to be honest, it's the only one that I watched no, of your work. Because, you know. I I don't watch my work, but I will watch that one. Yeah, because, I again, I, it was real. Whenever I interview somebody, I don't like to delve too deeply because, <laughs> well, because I want it to be yeah, natural. And sure. I want our conversation to make to sound like a conversation. Yeah. But I did watch that, uh, that a clip of it from your Twitter. And yeah. uh, I was like, wow, that's... It had an intimacy and a playfulness to it that was really lovely. Intimate and playful, I think, was great words for it. Like it was, um, and it was so real. And the guys were so chill. They were really sweet guys. They were really mm-hmm. great fun. bodies. Yeah, great bodies too. But without that. and not steroidy and fake. No, natural. And plastic. Yeah, yeah, natural, natural bodies, natural. which I love. And um, yeah, even before and after, we were like talking, playing around, and like cuddling. It was, it was nice, mm-hmm. you know, like. And I wish that more, like, I wish all of the sex in my life was like that. I would trade out all the insight. It's like a quantity versus quality thing. That was a quality moment. Mm-hmm. And I would trade up so much of my quantity to have just a few sessions like that. I would, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, um, it's interesting. I can tell, that, I mean, I have, I'm not really, I'm pretty single. <laughs> Let's put it that way. <laughs> Me I'm, too. I'm very single. I am single. <laughs> <laughs> have an intimate weekend with someone and uh and you know it was delightful and fun but i can always tell when somebody is really into porn (laughs) or has developed their sexuality by perhaps watching porn Mm. because it becomes what where the makeout can be really intimate and passionate and really present yeah then suddenly it goes to the sex part and it's not that it's more Mm. rote Mm-hmm. Or, oh, here I will slap that butt or I'll pull this hair. You know, whatever it is. <laughs> and it's like, where did you go? Right. And suddenly it's like they go on autopilot. And again, I think that that is an unfortunate side effect to pornography is mm. that, as we spoke about in the beginning, that... Um, tutorial. And it's not a tutorial. Right. I mean, it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> I was... Um, and I think it becomes a thing where people feel pressure to look... Hot. Even regular people, you know, non-porn people, will have a pressure to, I think, feel hot or look hot doing it. And say things. And, and say things. things. Like, that shouldn't even... Like, I, and 
I, you know, I kind of giggle about it. It doesn't insult me or anything like that, but I think, gosh, what a bummer that you can't really be here <laughs> in this moment. Exactly. And and honestly, I, and sex I can... Sex is ridiculous. It's ridiculous to look at. It's hilarious. Yeah, like it's a little funny gross. Things. It's a little gross. It's like, <laughs> but it's wonderful and it feels good, but it's also ridiculous. And if yeah. you can't have that sense it's of like... playfulness and... You know, it's like eating lobster, you know, it's like, it's going to be messy and icky, but it's delicious and fun, yeah. but you know, bring right. a bib. Um, right. right. Yeah. I was actually talking with, uh, um, when I was filming in Spain, I talked with a guy from Vienna that I was working with and we were on a break and standing around, we were like, you know, sometimes like people like just kind of assume that we want to have like these two hour sex sessions and like with all this kinkiness, but in reality, like a lot of us just really want to. I don't know, like, have sex, like, make out for a bit, have some oral sex, like, 15 to 20 minutes, and then be done. Like, because anything more becomes just exhausting. Yeah, and chafey. And chafey. And especially, like, if you're the bottom, I I guess maybe, I don't know what it's like to be, you know, a woman with a vagina, but, you know, like... It has its moments. I'm sure it does, you know, but minus (laughs) self-lubrication, for guys, it can be a bit, like, okay, like, how many times are we going to put more lubricant on? You know, like, it's it's a thing. It's a thing to do it for two hours. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I mean, I don't think, (laughs) I don't think anyone is, uh would argue that point. Well, no, that's not true. I think some people would argue. Some people like the marathon sex. Some people do. And yeah. the, and more power to them. Like, yes. honestly, for me, though, I would much rather, if I'm... If I'm, I'm re- quality over quantity. Right. Quality always yeah. wins out. I, and if I'm into someone romantically, I would much rather spend an hour, like, having coffee or going on a walk with them mm-hmm. and then doing 15 minutes of sex than vice versa. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a hard thing for a lot of people who... Who value sex so much higher than, than I do, actually, or who love Griffin, or excuse me, infatuated with Griffin rather than Ben? Um, they don't understand that usually. That like, if for me to say I want to actually spend time with you with clothes on, mm. that is a much bigger deal than me wanting intimate, to suck your dick. Yeah, yeah. There's an intimacy to getting to know someone in- and actually looking at them and saying I see you, and not just gargle, 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 gargle. You know? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> For sure. What is um? What are some of your favorite characteristics of Griffin? What do characteristics you like about of him? Griffin? Um, I mean, that zealousness for pleasing everyone. I mean, that's part really born from my how I like to please people that I like. You know, it's that's just an augmentation of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I mean, in real life, I don't really want to suck the dick of someone I don't care about, but I like you know I like giving pleasure anyways. And so like with Griffin, I I just transfer that over to. Everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's a nice thing. Like, I think that Griffin is definitely a little more. Uh, what's, is the term laissez-faire, carefree, yeah. carefree? Like, yeah, sure. um, more than I am. I can be a little neurotic and controlling, and like everything should be how I planned it in my day planner. You know, mm-hmm. so a little more carefree, uh, which which is I think nice. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But you yeah. don't really have moments when you're Ben that Griffin shows up. And you have to go, get out of here. Um, sometimes, like, uh, when I had a, one of the last times that I had sex just for the hell of it, I found myself, like, subconsciously, like, ooh, this would be great for, great for my channel so I could make money off of this. And had to actively kind of push that down for, like, no, enjoy this moment for mm-hmm. what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 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 I think for a lot of people, staying in the moment is very difficult. <laughs> Right, it's I actually, terrifying to be vulnerable. It is terrifying to be vulnerable, but I, I kind of want to be with like sure. someone, and that's a thing. It's like I, like I, I feel 
I feel like I, I there's a lot of me out there, and a lot of the stuff that's typically intimate for people is out there. But I'm not a very vulnerable person because of it. Like mm-hmm. I, I stay pretty much like in my shell, and I, I just want that so badly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, and I think everyone kind of wants that sense of belonging and to belong. I think or people to want to be seen, belong, and have someone belong to them too. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah. And right now, I, I guess I, I sort of belong to everyone, which is nice. You know, and I'm glad that I Ben doesn't. Ben Griffin does. But then it's because, you know, again, we're also the same person while still being kind of separate. Yeah. You know? And so it's... I think all actors tough. must go through that. It's it's one of right. those things where you wonder, if I date an actor and we get into a fight, <laughs> is he going to pull out some monologue? and, and Or, you know, is he going to assume... A role. A role that he's. Been, he I don't know. I, I don't really. I don't really know that many actors. Um, I don't know a lot. I don't know either. how that how yeah. that would work. I mean, for me, like the acting portion is is so small. Like the actual lines and so forth. It's more like actions and tweets that I send out. Sure. You know, like that zealous look that I try to put on my face. Uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we're all acting at some point in our lives. All sure. The, you know, we have to be different personas depending on who we're dealing with. Right. Sort of like what RuPaul says. Uh, what is it? That you're, we're, we're all born naked, the rest is drag. Mm-hmm. You know? Because we always put it on personas. I like, we have to. Right? So smart. Um, yeah. So savvy. Yeah. So what's some advice for our female listeners? Or even gay men listeners? Or, you know, whatever gender <laughs> or spot you find yourself in. Um, for pleasing a man. For pleasing a man... Um, I feel bad, firstly, for straight women, because I feel like they have a harder time, because my straight buddies seem to just, like, go right for the penetration, and that, like, I, I think there's, like, a, like a machismo that's kind of, like, ingrained in them to, to perform that way. I think they forget but, that the whole body is an erogenous zone. Yes, yeah. and that's the thing, like, find every, one thing I've learned with the hundreds of dudes that I've been with, every physical body is different. Mm-hmm. Um... And so some guys, like, love, like, me or this guy that I'm currently crushing on, um, love nipples, like, being, like, some, and some guys like them licked, some guys like them bitten, some guys don't feel anything, um, but, like, you know, like, when it works, it works, and then, like, so find an erogenous zone, um, it might be, like, just, like, the outer bit of their, of their asshole, it might be the small of their back, um, that's a for me, my neck one. is Your huge. Neck. Oh so find gosh. a and, and and it's not just finding the place, also how you treat the place. For for necks, for instance, some people love them licked, someone like them like touched, some people like them choked a little bit. Yeah, sure. Um, not me, I'm not a big fan of the choking. But right, I, I get it. But um, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people are nipples licking, but some people like them biting. Mm-hmm. So f- like I explore the body. And some people Ugh. love tongues in the ear. Yeah, can't um, stand it. Also try. Um, I hate that it's always called dirty talking. Like, try sex talking. Mm-hmm. And I found for some people, like, this was something I learned later um, with with people, is a lot of people, it's not just the body. Like, if I'm, like, you know, working on a guy's dick and trying to, like, make him come really hard, um, I found that, like, by just adding dialogue into it, like, saying things that you want to do to the person or um, sometimes, like, more intense, aggressive things, like like, you know... Like a girl would say, oh, you know, I'm going to ride that load out of you. I'm going to, you know, take everything you got. Or, like, conversely, you could be, like, some if it's, like, a romantic thing, just talk about how much that person means to you and how happy you are that they're in you or that you're in them. Or how good it feels. Right. Mm-hmm. Or, like, just even, like, whispering that, like, I want you or whatever. Like, it is we'll send people over the edge. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I find it really interesting that we are willing to get naked and penetrate 
each other <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> right. And, and yet we're not, we're too hmm. freaked out to say, this is what I like. Like, I value or, you. <laughs> or, or what do you like? Or oh, do you yeah. even have that conversation? Be open about that, too. Yeah. yeah, try new things. Doesn't necessarily even have to be kinky stuff, like, from a sex column. Like, it can just use your hands and your tongue and, like, find places. Try different pressures. Try different textures. Um, be And be open about it. Talk. Like, talking is huge, especially if you like a person. Just learn their body the best you can and... Mm-hmm. And also go slowly too. Don't feel like you have to rush stages. And like, that's the thing with tantric. I interviewed yeah. a tantrist and us. Uh, it was oh such a God. cool conversation. And that's one of the things is about discovering the body without the goal being orgasm. The, mm. That it's just the discovery. You know, it's it's not Ithaca. Which it's that is something I could do for two hours. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Right. Which I think you should. And, yeah. and especially if you want, if you do value the person, you know, as a friend with benefits or as a lover. Like, take that time to know them because, like, when you make them feel good, and that's my thing. Like, I like, why well, I do like to deep throat, you know? It's, like, my skill, but I love, I love making the pleasure having I love hearing the sounds, you know? I, I like giving massages, too, for the same reason. Mm-hmm. Um, that's another huge turn on. Yeah. Guys, if your girl is feeling stressed out, since I'm a girl, I can talk to the heterosexual aspect. If, <laughs> If you start giving her a massage, you will likely have sex. <laughs> right. Oh, oh my gosh. Like, I have definitely, like, I've definitely fooled around with people who were um, less fit than me. Um, and, like, a lot of times it's, like, from the from a massage. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I remember um, I once um, had, uh, I think I ended up having some oral trade-off with a guy who was, like, 60 something because he gave me a really good massage and like I was very aroused by the end of it and we were just and we just did it and it was fun and yeah. obviously I remembered it being touched is lovely right I interviewed a sex worker for the show um it's one of the earlier episodes hmm. um uh, her name is uh well her pseudonym is Jill and uh it might have been episode nine I can't remember exactly right now but um she she said something off air, actually. She said, I touch the untouchable and I love the unlovable. Mm. And I thought that was wow. so beautiful because, you know, again, the word vilified comes up. When you think of a sex worker, it's so easy to point a finger and say, you know, what are you doing? Yeah. And that's wrong or it's morally, you know, reprehensible or whatever. Same but, for porn people, yeah. Yeah, but the truth of the matter is there is there are shades of gray. Hmm. In everything. Sure. No, and it's and it's true, and that is like I, I feel, God, I feel for sex workers, and I feel for women too. Like honestly, I think this business is way harder for women. Um, I mean, sure, they can get more work. But that's not what I mean. I mean, like, do they get abused more, or? Uh, I've only like talked to a couple women into it because I haven't done any bisexual film, and um, I've only met a couple, and I mean. And I think they were both kind of dominatrixes. Um, so, like, it's already different. But, like, I've, I, I've heard, you know, just about, like, them not getting paid super well. About, like, the abuse they have to go through, you know, to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, not not necessarily physical, but, like, more like the stuff that I had to do with the guy with the cold sore. Um, you know, just having to put up with that. That's mm-hmm. And, yeah, that's hard. And, yeah, like, I've known a lot of male sex workers um, who do both porn and escorting. And, you know, it's easier for them because normally they're jacked muscle dudes you know mm-hmm. if you're like you know 120 pounds or whatever like the you know girl i don't know how much mm-hmm. women weigh yeah yeah um then you know you're easier to take advantage of and that's 
that's scary, sure. you know? Um, yeah, yeah. Have you just... ever felt unsafe just in throughout? Uh, Especially um, the expectation of what Griffin is versus Ben. Have, have you ever, in Ben's life? Sometimes, you... yeah. Like, whenever I'm getting, um, like, if I, you know, like, back for, like, some of the more unpleasant studio times like if someone's having sex with me and it hurts like i can't just call it off and be like oh sorry guys guess we're gonna cancel this why can't you say stop because i won't get work ever again or at the time i wouldn't have gotten work and this was before i had my private channel so i had no recourse for income um and it's like it's like then you'd become that model who says who can't take a dick you know it's like oh he can't take a dick he complained the whole time and well, do you, you worry know. about the health problems that down the line that might happen? Because that is a pretty mm. malleable tissue down there. Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure I'm probably going to get throat cancer if I live long enough. Like honestly, mm-hmm. I was reading an article about HPV. HPV. Yeah, and I was like, oh, did you shit. get the shots? Uh not in, not not early enough. I mm-hmm. I talked to my I talked to my GP and I I asked him. I was like, hey, should I get tested for? Because he knows I did porn, and I was like, should I get tested for HPV? And he had this knee-jerk reaction to kind of chuckle and he's like oh you almost certainly have it already and they say i was 98% like 98 percent or something yeah sexually active humans have it if they've so, slept with somebody other than somebody's a virgin and of course i didn't virgins, have it as a child wondering. yeah i never had it as a child because like all my sex ed training was like oh we'll just have sex with your married and have sex with one person for your entire life who is also a virgin right. like i then, i didn't even yeah. know that there that there was a vaccine mm-hmm. like you know, I, it's amazing I knew what condoms were. I didn't even know what condoms looked like until I, I you know. They didn't talk about that in sex ed? No, no. It was, it was for my sex ed class, we we basically said you will get STDs, ST, well, they called them STDs at the time, STIs, if you have sex at all or pregnant. Um, and it'll destroy your love life. You won't be able to, like, have romance anymore. And wow. then, like, the rest of the time was, like, so learning. public school? Private school. Ah, oh, there we Christian go. school. And then, like, the rest of it was, uh, the rest of it was, like, we learned how to plan a wedding and how to find a minister for it. And uh, then we, you know, watched little eggs as babies. And then we watched videos on, like, how to, you know, like, one of the videos was on, like, loving your spouse even if they get dementia. You know, the spouse you've been with your entire life. Mm-hmm. So, like, not really a lot of sex. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I knew nothing. I, I didn't even, I didn't even realize that women had hymen until like I was talking to straight people later yeah. about it. You when know? you go hymen, we go lowman. Right, right. You know, like, I just, <laughs> you just know nothing. I, I didn't know what a foreskin looked like until I saw one in the flesh. You know, like you oh, interesting. You mean uncircumcised versus circumcised? Yeah, yeah, men. yeah. It oh, was a blessing. shocker. So yeah, yeah. Do you have a preference? You know, I wish that I had my foreskin still. Really? Um, you know, some kind, sometimes guys don't really clean it well. Clean, wash daily, not just before you have sex, just part of your daily maintenance, please. Um, I think that's responsible. Wash under the foreskin? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I heard I can, that's important. It can also lead to some forms of cancer, right, if you don't? Oh, I don't know. I've heard that for women it can be a bit of a, it can be kind of a health risk. I'm not sure why um, yeah. that, that is. I didn't read more into it, but... Um, you know, I mean, it's like, it's like you wash your armpits, you, you know, 
wash your bum hole. Like, yeah. that's just, just like, wash all of your body. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, I'm not trying to, like, shame people, because I wish I did have my foreskin, I honestly. I, I feel, now that I've seen I other guys with them... I cleanliness is shame. It's right? just cleanliness. <laughs> some guys take offense, though. They, some guys will take offense if you tell them that they should clean every day. Oh. Um, I've met them. But, um, like, I wish I had it, though, because I, I feel... boys are smelly, let's be honest. Right? <laughs> boys are just dirty. Oh, <laughs> uh, cooties. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I feel incomplete without it, though, honestly. Now really? it's like... I know. I, I feel like, it, what if in our culture that, you know, we, we cut off the our earlobes of babies, you know? Like, and there's like, oh, like, why? You did that because... Yeah, but the, the debate for circumcision rages on. Yeah. To clip or not like, to if clip. Like, if I were by some, like, accidental three-way to have a child, um, I wouldn't, you know... Do you I, want children? I don't think I would be a good father. How come? I have a terrible image of like fatherhood I think from my own father and from like having like a weird patron deity thing in my in my background but you're such a sweet person well, thank you, you. Don't that's really that sweet you of you be... I, I I don't know if I could be I don't know if I could be good at it because I'm already so bad at relationships <laughs> like I've never had my crushes have all fallen through eventually have and you ever I've never had a dog never had a dog. Well, that'd be a great tester. I know. I, um, yeah, I need to rent from a place that allow me to have one. Rent a dog. Oh my gosh, what a good idea. Or dog rentals. I meant like a, like a, like a lease. But rent yeah, a sure. dog. I love it. Oh my god. No, that sounds sad. It doesn't need to get attached. Oh, it no. It, that's true. I guess it's a fostering is in its own there way. There And I, yeah. I tried fostering for a hot minute and I was yeah, completely traumatized. The only way I could deal with letting go of this dog was to, to get my friends to adopt it. Right. Right. I was See? a horrible foster parent because I, I was like, I can't take you anywhere. Ah, you know. Exactly. Yeah. No, nope, I don't think I could do that. Yeah. yeah. What is the, the life expectancy of a porn actor? Like, is there? Do you age out? Are there eighty-year-old porn guys? Because I'm sure that's a fetish somewhere. You know. Small fetish. Yeah. Um, but um, depends on whom you ask. Because there's a little bit of variety. Anywhere from between a year and maybe eight years. Um, now there are a couple exceptions of dudes who either have like massive penis or something or something else that's just prodigious about them that will last like a decade. Um, but yeah, like it can be incredibly short. Mm. Um, do you have to plan ahead, save up and all that kind of stuff? You should. Um, which is what I'm trying to do now. Like, Why did you go to college that your student loans are so crazed? Um, is it I, private school? I went to a, um, I did go to a private school, um, which God, was ridiculous. Um, but then I uh, also went to like a, a pastry school that was really expensive, mm-hmm. um, really expensive, and like, you know, like it was like a ten percent interest rate. It was ridiculous. Mm. Yeah, it was. I was paying hundreds of dollars each month, like in in payments. It was I think it was like three fifty or something each month, on top of paying for insurance out of pocket. Yeah, anyways, it was crazy. Um, Do you get health insurance for your job? Is there a, a union or anything? No. I mean, if there is, I don't know about it. I've never heard of it. I, I, I go through the healthcare marketplace now. Mm. Um, that's, that's what I do, you know? Are your um, preventative meds, are they covered? Um, under the incredibly expensive plan that I'm on, yes. Aha. Like I pay, I think like last year I paid like three fifty a month for it. This year it dropped to two fifty for whatever reason. Um, but yeah, like two hundred fifty, two hundred sixty bucks every month, like automatically pulled out. Yeah, yeah, which isn't so bad for getting my preventative meds. Yeah, it's interesting. I I'm just out of curiosity. Not that I've 
had sex in a blue moon. But <laughs> I am curious to know if my coverage covers that. I'm curious if, if everyone's uh, coverage covers check, it. Check. Like, yeah. it's worth it if you can. Side effects are minimal, if any. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing is, is and like... it's an antiviral, I guess. Yeah. Basically, yeah, yeah. It's preventative. Um, so, you know, that's where it's it kind of tricky. It's co- considered a specialty medication. But a uh, tier three, I believe, for Blue Cross Blue Shield. But um, definitely check it out because, like, I mean, it's a it's a big difference. If you're having sex with people, you know, especially if you are doing it bareback, like bareback meaning no condom. No, yeah, bareback know. means no condom. If you're doing that, you should do it. And don't trust dudes to pull out. It's like that's another thing too. Gay or um, straight. Gay or straight. Bi or whatever. Right. Yeah. Sometimes they can't control it, or sometimes they'll just be jerks and do it. Mm-hmm. So you know. Be on it if you can. Yeah, yeah. Some of my friends who um, have STDs that are lifelong um, yeah. contracted them from people who either uh, had no idea because the, the partner was asymptomatic yeah. or because they knew and they didn't give a shit. Or sometimes what guys will do, and this is an asshole move, is they'll feel the condom break, especially if they're big enough, and they'll just keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's effectively not like wearing a condom at all. Um, you know, right. so just... Be on it if you can, and if you're... The only thing you have to work out for is sometimes your liver and kidneys, some people have a problem mm, processing it, sure. so your doctor will, like, do a blood test every few months. But already, if you're being sexually active, you should be getting your blood tested at least, like, every three months anyways, especially if you're gay, because it's so easy with grinder and scruff and all that to just have sex so much. Well, I think like, any of the apps... Yeah. Tinder, you know, just... Yeah. yeah, and I think that's the thing, too. We need to stop stigmatizing people who test, like... It's almost like a joke if someone tests every other month, um, or me testing almost monthly, like, to be like, ah, you know, like, yeah, you're going back to the clinic, you know, but no, like, they're being responsible. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's like, and you're protecting people. And that's for women, too. It yeah. goes for everyone. Transgender, anyone, everyone. If you are having sex, the responsibility is, you know, the onus is on you to take care yeah. of yourself. And it, uh, there was a comedian, I can't remember who it was now, but who said something like, "Man, so most of the most of the uh, drugs you would take to get rid of an, an STD like a syphilis or gonorrhea <laughs> or chlamydia, you know, it's like a ten day script, you know. But humans just can't. It's like if everybody just stops having sex for ten days, <laughs> just ten days, we'll get rid of well, all the, the STD. Oh, there's a thing. We'll get rid of all the STDs, um, you know. But God." Nobody can do it. None of us can stop having <laughs> sex for 10 days. I was like, oh, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, I mean, it's true. They almost wiped out syphilis once. Like, it came really close, I think, a few decades ago to being gone, gone, but then just... Couldn't do it. Couple people. Couldn't do it. Yeah. Took a couple to spoil the party. So, I, one of my favorite podcasts is called My Favorite Murder, and it's all about true crime. Hmm. Um, but uh, Karen Kilgariff was talking about how uh, she has a friend who... Whose favorite? It was a female friend who really only liked gay porn because she could always tell that they were aroused. Yeah. Whereas in in heterosexual porn, the woman may be faking it, and that who wants to, that's against. Oh, see, that that, that's why I I have a problem with watching a lot of straight or assuming a lot of gay performances. Now I know, like at least in the major studios, like half of them are straight and not actually into it. So interesting. And you pick up on you're things ruining that now. girl, whoever she was, Karen's friend. She's oh, sorry, like, yeah. no. Well, no. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's okay. I'm just kidding. Uh, has um have you always been open? Uh, well, once you identified as being gay and then you began your own sexual mm. journey, um, 
had have you always been more open sexually or did did your job create this whole um, other yeah the job definitely did help me open up more sexually mm-hmm. um yeah so i'm i'm more open minded about people's fetishes and so forth and like i'm definitely not a slut shamer now um were you before i guess religiously you would yeah, have to be yeah definitely sure. and then of course i think it's just inevitable not inevitable but like there's this temptation to be slut shamey because you want to feel like I don't know you want to feel like you're more romantic I suppose and like now like because I've had so much sex I'm not slut shamey it's just like for myself I'm just wanting to 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 not have so much superfluous sex anymore because like I just feel like I'm kind of like aching now for something more um, so, you know, when I say that I'm wanting to cut back on sex, I'm not saying everyone should, you know. If you love having orgies, you know, you know, every weekend, do it. Mm-hmm. Just for me, I, I feel like, you know, I would love to have a, you know, like a partner, you know. Um, and if he wants to go to orgies every week too, then sure, let's let's talk about that and maybe do it. Yeah. Uh, sound, I definitely see how super fun that could be. Um, but, you know... Looks slightly exhausting to me. <laughs> yeah, they they can be. It's a lot going on. It's a lot going it's on. It's a lot going on. But like, if you're already ADD, that's like what? Yeah. <laughs> or yeah. Or it's like a playground. It's like a buffet. Um. Yeah. No. It's it, it's you know like yeah. I, I think just the idea of like wanting what you want, you know, is it sounds so basic, but you know, be okay with wanting what you want. And for me, you know, like I've devoted so much time with Griffin to like having just sex just for the numbers or the exposure or the money of it like now I'm like okay I, I, I want something more viscerally and cerebrally satisfying do you think you'll be sad to see Griffin go will you have any sort of <laughs> ceremony uh, actually our, our mutual friend said that we should have like a like a, like a funereal party or something yeah. you know and I won't be sad about that but I, as I said before I'm scared like I don't know like, once my lease is up, I've already said I need to, like, be planning a way to, to not need it. You know, I, to not, not need... Not need porn? Right. Mm-hmm. Not need, uh, to not need as much money. Like, to have, like, a regular life. And I, I'm not sure how to do it at well, this point. Well, you have point. to retrain yourself, I suppose, to figure out that. Right. And, you know... How many years have you been a, doing find this? A job. Um, since 2000... Since only this, as my main source of income, probably about three years. Three years, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So three years, five years total of exposure. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, or wait, four years total. Something well, like will that. the videos you've made for pay be in perpetuity, or does once you're done, that's it? They're done. As, oh, for so for like, pay? Oh yeah, yeah, I get paid per scene. Yeah, so it's so like, anything you've done up till now will still bring you a check no, no, in no. the future. No royalties. You're, so you, it's not in perpetuity. It's a te- it's ten ninety nine work technically. You're doing a job and you submit it and you get paid once. But your videos that are on the, that you um, the the pay per view that you have set up that's where you're in control. Oh my channel. Your yeah. channel. Will I, that will that channel cease to exist or will you keep it going and let it be um, live on like if theoretically I were to retire next week or whatever and stop doing it I would just let it run it's already there and honestly like with pirates stripping down footage and posting it elsewhere that would happen anyways um so like I would just let it run down I suppose yeah you know mm-hmm. um so yeah um, one thing I've thought about is maybe trying to get into like the whole like just jacking off on camera thing kind of taper out that way maybe mm-hmm. I, I don't know yeah. Um, because I, I just I'm I'm not on steroids, so I can't I know I can't stay doing this like until I'm forty, um, and you know unless I got into daddy porn, um, 
And so I, I know there's a shelf life on it anyway. It's like I can't just do it forever. Eventually yeah. people will lose interest. Sure. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to meet that, like save up money and try to plan something, you know. And that's an important thing. Like, def you know, if you want to do it, if you're excited by it, buy it, do it. Just know that there are definitely some ramifications. Um, and having, like, a transition plan is, is really a huge part of that. Please name your last video. Come see, come saw. I'm C. Come saw. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I will tag you. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the first gay porn I've ever been tagged in. I right? Think. I'm pretty sure. I know. I mean, any, it's anybody's guess, but yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> ben, this has been great. Oh, th yeah. Thank you for talking to me. Thank you for your candor. And it's been, it's really, it's a fascinating subject. Um, I think a lot of people have an idea of what it all means, but it's great to hear from the person who's actually in in the life yeah you know no oh, well th no, thank you I, it was my pleasure to be here i like listening to your podcast you have so many awesome things and people a lot of observations yeah it's so cool i think this is a great project thank you yeah. Yay. all right thanks for being here <laughs> bye everybody bye <laughs>